you just like take the messy action, jump in. Yeah, you just jump. <laughs> yeah, you just jump. Like be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a problem solver. Like go in, keep walking. The doors are going to start opening as you're walking. If you wait for the doors to open before you start walking, it's not going to work that way. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm super excited because I brought on a friend of mine. Her name is Kara. I'll get to her introduction in a minute. Um, But this episode was so good. We talked about how she was able to hit her first 100K month in business as an online business coach, kind of how she got started um, because I know there's a few pivotal points in her journey that has led her to where she is today. Um, Oh gosh, what else did we talk about? We talked about um, how she's able to work less and make more and how she's also been able to travel so much and still run a successful business. So with me, I have Kara Fillion, a business and NLP coach. Kara helps coaches create a life of freedom, luxury, wealth, and impact through simplified strategy systems and subconscious coding. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much for having me here. Perfect. So we always like to start with rapid fire. Um, So we'll just dive in and we'll dive into the episode after that. So what book has had the biggest impact on your life? Uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. Ooh, that's a good one. He's good. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned in business? Uh, honestly, I just go for it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like messy actions is really what will push you forward. Perfect. Favorite quote or mantra? Uh, you were born an original. Don't become a copy. Ooh, that's good. That's especially good in the online space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I just said, yeah, I feel like I'm in Canada. (laughs) Uh, what does success mean to you? Uh, success just means being happy, living your best life while also making an impact. What piece of advice would you tell your younger self? Don't stress the small stuff. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So I'd really like to dive into how you got started. Um, You know, the biggest topic of this podcast is how you were able to hit your first 100K month as an online business coach, which first of all, congrats. That's super exciting. Um, It's been exciting to watch your journey. If you don't know, Kara and I have been friends. Well, we started out, oh my gosh, when did we meet? Like three years ago, you were one of my first virtual assistant (laughs) clients. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, so she was my virtual assistant. And then we just became friends out of that. And so that kind of goes to show she started, you know, as a virtual assistant. So let's 
get into that. Did, is that where you first started? Yeah, that's actually where I first started. So I was in my last year of university and I was planning for this, you know, really big trip. I always wanted to travel the world. I was always on Pinterest, always like on Facebook, Google. Like I just wanted to find a way to travel the world forever. Yeah. So then I, you know, I stumbled across like quit your nine to five job or like start an online business. And I started like, looking at all the freebies and joining all the Facebook groups and watching all the YouTube videos. And I got super curious about, you know, how can I monetize my, like, how can I monetize from my laptop and not have to worry about going to a nine to five job or taking vacations and taking time off to travel. I just wanted to find a way to blend both in. And then that's how I found virtual assistant. So I was like, yeah, I was like, Ooh, this is something that maybe I could do. Like I know how to post on Instagram. I know how to post on Facebook. (laughs) I can do this. Yeah. So I just started with, you know, what I knew I started looking for people that needed support with their social media. And then I found like a construction company that just needed help running their Facebook page. And that was my very first client. He was actually a local client and I drove to his house so he could pay me. So he gave me a physical check. Uh, So that was my very first experience as a virtual assistant. And it just really boosted my confidence. And I just like, I went all in, you know, I, I dived in, I took the messy, bold actions. I, you know, jumped into projects that I wasn't fully ready for, but I, I, trusted that I would figure it out. I started, you know, YouTubing every single thing. I started buying the courses. I hired a coach. I really was so dedicated to make it happen. And uh, that's how my virtual assistant business got started. And remind me again, what Enneagram are you? Are you seven? I'm three. You're three. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I I would have guessed a seven. seven. I'm three and seven actually, but three is the... um, the like biggest one. (laughs) Yeah. I would have totally guessed seven with the whole, like wanting to travel and try new things, that sort of thing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And you're doing the thing. How cool is that? Yeah. I know looking back, it it feels so crazy how like the last three years have been like a blur. It's just so crazy. Everything that happened, the growth, (laughs) the evolution, the challenges, the wins. Uh, it's been such a fun, exciting journey. Isn't it though? I like, I look back and I've had the agency for two years, but I look back and I'm like, it feels like I've had it for five. Everything's such yeah. a blur. <laughs> it truly is. Yeah. Um, so, okay. You started your VA business three years ago. I think it's almost yeah. four years. Maybe it's almost four. I, I know it was in, yeah. It, it was, was a long time ago, Kara. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It just time flies. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. So you had that. How long, you know, when did you make the pivot? I know you started doing NLP stuff. Um, when did you like make the pivot from virtual assistant to what you're doing now? Yeah. So basically I graduated university. I started my business. I hired the coach. Uh, you know, I landed a really good nine to five job right out of university. It was like a $47,000 salary. So it was a pretty good job to get like 
straight after graduating. So I was working full time. Um, I was working with a coach. Next thing you know, I was doubling my nine to five income. Then I tripled it. And then I'm like, okay, this is it. Like I can continue doing that. I was outsourcing because I was running out of time. Like I had a bunch of clients and then I had a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had like subcontractors under me who were helping me with the VA work. Uh, and then I started getting a bunch of questions. Like, how did you become a virtual assistant? How are you able to like double mm. your nine to five income? And then that's where I got the inspiration to launch the chasing freedom mastermind to help people become virtual assistants. So that's where I made the pivot from being a virtual assistant online business manager to being a business coach for virtual assistants. So that was early in 2019. I quit my job. I went all in. I launched my very first group coaching program. It was very successful. I got 25 people in my first group program. I remember that. Yeah. So that really like gave me the, the fuel, the motivation, the ambition to just go all in, in my, my coaching business. Uh, and then it wasn't long after that, that I started diving into NLP. So really like reprogramming your mind for success. And I eventually expanded my reach. So instead of just teaching virtual assistants, I started teaching like coaches, service providers, virtual assistants. Um, and then it led me to, you know, being here now. <laughs> yeah. Super successful. Um, so you completely let go of the VA agency model? Yes, absolutely. I would say I was probably a virtual assistant for about eight months. And then I, after I launched the Chasing Freedom Mastermind, I pretty much got, like, I got rid of all my VA clients. Okay. And so where you are at now, do you have a team of people under you or are you still solo? Yeah, so I do have a graphic designer. I have a virtual assistant that helps me with like the nitty gritty. So like anything related to admin, tech, uh, and I have a business manager that helps me with my systems. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So you still have like a fairly, you know, I don't want to say slim, but small team. So yeah, like your profit thing. margins are still, you know, they got to be really good for that. Yeah. Yeah. My, like I have my team members all do maybe around like two to five hours a week. So it's like, I'm still doing the majority of the work, but it's good wow. that I have the support to, to help me with the things that aren't necessarily my zone of genius. Yeah. I definitely want to dive more into what that looks like and maybe like what a day in the life looks like, how many hours, that sort of thing. Cause I did get some questions come in and one of them we'll dive in more, but I want to kind of go back to what were, I guess, some of the biggest hurdles that you feel you had to overcome along the way to get to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so definitely like it's been a lot of trial and error. So mm -hmm. I, like I said, I just wrote a caption about that today. Actually, it's like so many people fear like failing and discomfort and like, you know, not succeeding or not having the results that you want, but that's actually where you find the lessons. So 100%. like if you're scared to hire someone because it won't be a good experience or you're scared to launch a program because it's going to be a flop like you're never going to get there because you're avoiding the pain or the discomfort or the failures or the lessons that you need to get in order 
to get the outcome goal that you want. So for me, it's always been a lot of trial and error. Like I hired people, it worked out, it didn't work out. You know, I, you know, it's all good. I learned from it every single time. And now I've had the same team members for years because we really vibe together and we have this great energy going. And I really learned to become a leader. And because of the failures of like hiring in the past or launching in the past or creating programs in the past, every single time I get to learn lessons from that and revamp it and relaunch it and make it better and better, which is what allowed me to get here today. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree with the whole trial and error. I, I hired virtual assistants before I, you know, before it was probably necessary or before I knew what I actually needed. Um, so looking back, like, sure, I made those mistakes, but I wouldn't have learned that, oh shoot, I need to know what I'm doing before I can bring someone else on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big piece when hiring, especially it's like, we are so quick to like go and blame the virtual assistant or blame the graphic Mm -hmm. designer or blame the OBM. But at the end of the day, every single thing in your reality is a reflection of who you are. So it's always a mirror. So if the situation isn't working out, it's like, instead of pointing fingers, you want to look at yourself and say, okay, was I clear enough with what I wanted? Um, you know, did I do like a detailed interview to make sure that this was a good fit or Mm -hmm. did I communicate efficiently what it is that I'm looking for? Was that, was I clear? Was I precise? Does that make sense? So it's always like pointing the finger back at you and seeing like, how am I not being the right leader in this situation? Like how is, why is this happening exactly? And looking um, at the deeper meaning behind it. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to be so frustrated as to why isn't this working? I think that was one of the pivotal moments my journey that I had to learn as a manager because I didn't go to school to become a manager. I didn't know how to manage people. And so like, that was one of my biggest lessons stepping into a CEO role of like, okay, everything falls back on you. And like what you just said, did I make this clear enough? Maybe I didn't lay out my expectations, that sort of thing. Um, That's definitely a huge one in business. For sure. Are there any other like big hurdles that you feel you had to overcome? Yeah, definitely. Like there's so many, right? So like, for example, with launches, like sometimes you're going to have a really successful launch and sometimes it won't work Mm. out. So it's really exploring about what works for you, what doesn't. Um, Another one would be like all, all of the like social media pressure, like, or like, comparing yourself to other successful coaches, like what's working for them. I'll try this, try that, try that strategy, uh, build this funnel. Like it it gets really loud and really distracting. So something that I had to learn to get to where I am now is really stay in my lane, like stop the scroll, stop comparing yourself, really find my unique strategy, like my unique way of doing business, because Mm -hmm. I realize that what works for me might not work for someone else. And what works for someone else might not work for me. So it's really like, it's, it's a deep self discovery journey. Like, Yes, it really is. And that's what it's all about. Like the more I'm aware of me, my strengths, my weaknesses, what I like, what I don't like, what lights me up, what makes me motivated, how I like to work, the kind of like 
like the kind of schedule that I like, like once it was all a learning curve, but now that I'm very aware of myself and my desires and my vision and my mission, it gets easier and easier to do business and it gets easier and easier to grow because I'm doing it my way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do in my coaching is like, this is the biggest key, like to help your clients find what is their way, because I'm not all about like copy pasting my strategy into like someone else's because it won't work for them. It depends on who you are, like your human design, all of that will impact how you do business and what works for you. Is there anything that you, cause that's the biggest thing for me when I put my blinders on and decided to do what felt good to me and what worked for me, that's when things really took off. But was there like a pivotal moment or an aha moment that it kind of just all clicked or it all slowly just came together and you're like, I'm just going to do me? Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, I can't think of like a specific moment. I think it was more like a transition over time. Mm-hmm. How How do you feel or how have you been able to stay in your lane? Because I know that was one of the questions from someone, you know, what tips do you have for others to help them stay in their lane to not get distracted? Because it does get so loud. Like do this strategy, that tactic, you need these funnels and those funnels. What are some ways that you have done yourself to really stay in your lane? Yeah, that's definitely a great question. And my advice would be create more than you consume. So if Mm -hmm. you, I have that rule, right? So if I'm going to consume for three hours, then it means I need to be like creating for six hours. (laughs) Like I'm trying to create twice as much as I consume. So that way I'm very, like I'm limiting the amount of information that I'm consuming or the scrolling or the watching stories or the like, peeking at what everyone else is doing because I know that I need to be creating more than I consume. So once I started doing that, it's like, I'm so like secure in like my belief in my business and my vision and what I want to create that I don't even care what people around me are doing because I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Like I have my own unique methodologies. I, you know, I value freedom. I value breaking rules. I value simplified systems. So it doesn't even matter what's working for her or for them because I want to find my way. And I think that's really a powerful shift. It's like create more than you consume and be very intentional with what it is that you consume. There's like a very, like there's a, small amount of people that I pay attention to. There are like maybe five people that I'm like, those are people that I really look up to. Those are people that I really admire. This is my dream. Um, And I, I try to be very intentional with the content that I choose to consume. And I think that's shifting in the social media space. Like, or I guess, you know, I feel like there's this, I don't know what you want to call it, graduating class. You know, when we all first started, I yes. feel like there was a class, this class where, oh yeah, we all started at the same time. And so like, we're all at the same moment or whatever it may be. And there's a lot of people that I've had to mute in the space, nothing on them. It just was for my own well-being and own healthy mindset. Of, yeah. Hey, I just need to be super intentional when I'm on social media because it does get loud. It's super easy to compare yourself. And I think when you do stay in your lane, 
or maybe you can share for me when I stayed in my lane and when I found out what was working, it was much easier. I didn't feel the need to compare myself to other people. I didn't feel the need to judge other people because I just knew like, Hey, this is my path and this is my time frame. Like I'm just going to stick with this. Yeah. I love that. And that's also a huge factor is the more like confident you become in yourself and what you have to offer and how amazing your programs are, your offers are, the less you're going to want to look around you and see what everyone else is doing because you're so focused on you. You're so focused on what you're creating and what you're building that the noise around you doesn't even matter. Well, and not to say you're busy. Oh my God. Like I don't even have time to go look and like start searching for stuff or it's just, you get busy to a point where you don't even care anymore. Exactly. You have your own focus. You have your own worries. You have your own like you're in your own world and that's how it should be, right? When you're building a successful business, it's you're building your dreams. So the time that you're spending looking around you and, you know, looking for inspo or all that stuff or just literally just scrolling for no reason at all, <laughs> like that's time you're taking away from building your dream. Yeah. Okay. So you started with a group coaching program, you said, right? Yes. And so currently you do group coaching or mastermind. Do you still do one-on-one? Yeah. So right now I have a group program. I have a mastermind and I have different levels of coaching. So I, I play around a lot with my offers, which is one of the reasons why I was able to scale is that I'm excelling fun, easy. I like personalizing offers. So I'll offer someone like a VIP, like boxer coaching program, or I'll offer like a VIP retreat in Tulum where we do three days deep dive, deep, uh, deep dive into your business. I can't talk right now. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm very flexible and I make selling fun, right? So like from retreats to one-on-one coaching to like three months to a full year programs, like I love exploring how I choose to do sales. So you don't really, I mean, it sounds like you have kind of a a base structure to go off of for your coaching programs, but you're not limited to those three offers, right? No. So I have like my base offers would be my online freedom Academy for like people that are just starting their business scaling to five to 10 K months. Then I have my high level mastermind, which is more people that have the foundation, but they're ready for the next level. Uh, and then I have my VIP coaching and that in- involves different offers. So like I said, I have like VIP days, I have boxer only, I have VIP where there's weekly calls, I have retreats, I have, um, you know, intensives, I, mm-hmm. I play around with the one-on-one support I offer. Yeah, I love that because uh, one of the things that maybe you were taught, I was taught, oh, like you need this many products in your product suite at this certain price point. But let's go back to, because I I don't want to make people feel like they have to have all these offers. You started with one offer. Yes, exactly. I I guess my point is that it gets to be fun, right? You don't have to limit yourself to like, 
one specific offer. And I think that's something that I've been working a lot on with my clients is like play around with your offer. Like maybe you have a signature 12 week program, but maybe add in the VIP option where to get a few calls for an additional amount, or maybe play around with a self-paced only course. You can have one base offer. You can have one signature offer, but you can play around with the delivery and what's included in the different tiers of support so that you have a well-balanced product suite. And how long would you, let's say you have a client come to you, they're just starting a business. You know, I want to talk to all certain levels here, but let's say they're starting a business and, you know, I always say start with one offer. How long would you recommend someone, um, you know, start off with that one offer and they're like, oh, this isn't working or when do I need to add another one and so forth? Yeah, so I would say definitely start with one offer and really like master that one offer. So that's what I did with my online freedom academy is like I launched it three times and I had a lot of people and I had over 60 people at this point that went through it and then I started exploring with other offers. So I would say definitely like focus on that one offer until you feel really good about it, you're excited about it, you feel confident about it and you're feeling like you crave something different. Different. You want to explore uh, something else. And I think another thing you do really well is build your community because I'm sure that you've had clients and maybe you, I don't know, but I'm just guessing that you've had clients continue their journey with you from one offer to the next offer. Can you maybe walk us through yeah, how that- you've been able to achieve that? Yeah, actually, I did have a lot of clients that have been with me for over a year. And that's something that I really teach is how to create a customer, like a good client experience, right? And a long client experience. Because if you think about it, it's much easier for you to keep a client for a year than constantly be looking for where's the next client coming from, right? So if you have like a handful of clients that are staying with you and growing with you for a year, two years, or however long that your client experiences, you're releasing pressure to be looking for the next client. So this is something that I've done really well in my business. As I continued growing, I continued developing other offers for people to grow with me. So now I have OFA, Online Freedom Academy, which is for people that are either just starting or they have a foundation, but they want to scale to like five to 10K months. So that would be like the first like three to six months of their business journey inside of OFA. After that, I have the mastermind, which is, okay, now you have a business, you have offers, you have a brand, you have, uh, you know, an identity, you have been working on your mindset and self-discovery. Let's take it to the next level. So then I'm locking them in for another six months to a year because that's how long my mastermind is. And then after that, I have my VIP coaching, which is my highest level of support. And that's, again, six months to a year. So if someone were to start from the ground up, they could potentially be working with me for like two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have all that planned out, I'm sure, right off the get go. You just learned kind of felt for, hey, what do my clients need right now? Yeah, that's, you, know, you don't need like you guys probably hear that all the time. You don't need to know how you just like take the messy action, jump in. Yeah, you just jump. <laughs> yeah, you just jump like be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a problem solver. Like go in, 
keep walking, the doors are going to start opening as you're walking. If you wait for the doors to open before you start walking, it's not going to work that way. So like start coaching, start the program, see what's working, see what's not working, see what your clients are asking, offer more personalized support, offer a VIP. And then as you continue growing and your clients continue growing, you're going to get inspiration for different offers or a mastermind or VIP coaching or a retreat. Like it's just such a fun journey when you don't stress about it. You just go for it. You give it your all and you look for the, the doors to open. When you don't have to have everything perfect, like you don't have to be this perfect, polished professional. I think that's one thing I thought when I first got into it. Oh my gosh, I have to have all these offers laid out. Like what if someone needs this, that sort of thing. But your clients will actually respect you more for your transparency. That's kind of what I've learned along the way. Like, hey, how can I support you? If I created an offer around this, would that help you? Yeah, exactly. It's like really listening to what your clients need. Yeah. So let's break down the big month. Let's get into it. (laughs) What did this look like for you or to someone who, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I could ever do that. Um, Maybe give them some insight on what a 100K month looks like or how that could be a possible, achievable, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know me or my story, I've been at the multiple six figure mark for two years. So I was comfortable at the 10, 20, 25 K months is where I've been for the past two years. And then I was traveling all summer. I had a really great summer in in Europe. And then I got to Florida where it was a focus month, I called it. Like my intention was to get to Florida and really work, be intentional, create more, show up more. And that's exactly what I did. Um, And before I even started the month, I set the intention that I was going to have a breakthrough. I'm like, I'm comfortable here, but I'm tired of being here. Mm. I want more. I desire something new. I desire a new challenge. I have this feeling inside of my body that I'm ready for a breakthrough. So before it even happened, I had had, you know, a 10 or 15 K month the month before I was in Greece, I was traveling, I was barely working and I got to Florida, uh, at the end of September and I was ready for October to be my biggest month. I was ready for a breakthrough. I even messaged my coach. I'm like, there's a breakthrough happening in October. <laughs> and I had Did you no- wait, hold on. Did you set a number? I set a number. It's somewhere in my notes. I think it was like 50 K that I put. Uh, okay. I'll have to find it. That's a good question because I, I did write a note and I was like, I feel a breakthrough. I'm going to have my highest month. Uh, and I put a number down. It was definitely not a hundred. Like okay. it was, Like I was in no way expecting that type of breakthrough. Yeah. Um, But then I really started showing up as a leader, as someone who was making like 50K or, you know, that's really what I was going for uh, at the time. So I started showing up as a, as that version of me, like that leader who is, you know, having a thriving business, who is, you know, killing it, who's getting all these amazing unicorn clients that I call, um, I started showing up as her. So I was, you know, I was walking every day. I was listening to podcasts every day. I was going to the gym. I was eating healthy. I was working. Like I was actually creating content. I wasn't consuming. Mm -hmm. I came up 
with like the X Factor Masterclass that I promoted for like two weeks. Like I went all in to promote this free event and build tons of momentum around it. So I got really focused and my intention was I'm going to get some really high quality one-on-one clients. And then I ended up getting like nine clients that month. So I went from zero one-on-one clients to nine in about a month. Um, and then I enrolled a bunch of people in online freedom Academy. I really started building on that momentum and I started building an influence and authority and, um, online. And then that's how my 100 K month happened. That's so awesome. I, there's such, there's a lot in there that I kind of want to break down. And the (laughs) first one is you were able to hit 100K with multiple offers. It wasn't just yeah. one offer. Now, it was do you use offers? Yeah. I, I mean, I have seen it done. It's very possible with one offer, but wouldn't you say it's easier um, to have mm-hmm. those multiple offers? For me, it's easier to have multiple offers because it's more fun. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, someone's just starting their business. Here's what I have for you. Oh, yeah. you want to scale to 20, 30K months? Here's what I have for you. Oh, you want one-on-one support? Here's what I want. Oh, you want to go to Tulum and come spend a weekend with me? Here's what I have. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's been so much more fun um, to do that, to do sales that way. Yeah. And the other piece that I heard in there were your habits. Your habits changed. You started showing up as a person you wanted to be or your highest self. How do you feel that how do you feel habits take a part in or play a part in our success? Yeah, it's habits, but it's most like, it's mostly, um, identity. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, your habits are part of your identity, but I just started really seeing myself as a leader, as an influence, as an authority, as someone in this space who is like, who deserves to, attract those high-end clients who deserves to have the success, the freedom, the abundance, all the things that I want. So when I started believing that this can be mine and this will be mine, everything else started shifting. So my environment, my habits, my day-to-day life, what I eat, my working out, like all of that started to change to reflect that identity. So once you change your identity, everything else is also changed in the process. Because yes, there was strategy involved, but I would say it was like 80% mindset, 80% yeah. inner work, identity, overcoming subconscious blocks, and really like owning the fact that there's going to be a breakthrough. I don't care how, I don't care what it is, but I felt that there was something big coming and I was embodying that version of me who could hold something big. What advice would you give to someone who is kind of struggling with that mindset piece? Or maybe they're sitting here listening like, oh yeah, 80% mindset. Okay. Um, You know, because when you first get into business, you're like, it's strategy. It's got to be strategy. It's not mindset. What is this woo-woo stuff? But it is a lot to do with mindset. So what advice would you give that person? Yeah, that's such a great question because I started my business with mindset. I mean, strategy only. It was like hustle. It was work, work, work. And then when I started learning about NLP, that's where I dove into like subconscious coding, you know, reprogramming your mind, identity work, energetics. And that's where everything changed for me because I realized that I can create the same results or better without working even half as much. Right. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be to just really be mindful, like 
consider everything that's going on in your mind because really your mind, like what you think really attracts your reality. So if you think I can't do this or I'm going to fail or this launch won't be successful, this is exactly what you'll be creating. So I would just invite you to test it out. You know, maybe yes, continue to do the strategy, but what if you try to really understand the mindset and the subconscious piece and really be mindful of your thoughts and question your limiting beliefs or challenge your limiting beliefs or reframe your limiting beliefs and see how much of a difference it'll make in your business success. And are there certain habits that you started putting in place? Like maybe something small, like what are two to three small action steps that someone could take to really improve their mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, something small is like, whatever you can put your mind to. So it doesn't have to be like a crazy, like one hour meditation every day, like start small. So for me, when I wasn't like, I'm not a huge fan of meditation. Like I'll do it here and there, but it's not what I do every day. Like I wouldn't say that I made a hundred K because of meditation. That's not (laughs) true. Um, so start with something that clears your mind. So maybe for me, it's like going for a long walk and putting a podcast or, you know, walking on the beach or watching the sunset or that those are things that really clear my mind. They make me feel great. Uh, journaling, just like brain dump everything that's going on in your mind. Um, reading, maybe you can set a goal to read like 10 pages a day. So those are all little things that can definitely significantly improve your mindset over time. But at the end of the day, what's important is that you always do what you say you'll do. So you Mm want to train your mind or you want to train yourself to really take your words seriously. So if you say that you're going to the gym tomorrow, go to the gym, right? If you say that you're going to post a caption tomorrow, are you going to do a mini training tomorrow? Do it. Like you really want to always commit to doing what it is that you say you'll do. Yeah. Just have that integrity with yourself. If you expect it from others, like you have to give it to yourself too, or expect it from yourself. Exactly. Um, That's a great segue into kind of what I want to talk about next, because one of the things you mentioned is there's a lot of advice out there. Oh, you should meditate. You should meditate or manifest all this stuff. Um, But you just said, I didn't get to a hundred K just by meditating. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, you're not every strategy is going to work for everyone. And so when people say, oh, like if you want to be a millionaire, you have to wake up early. I don't really think that's the case. Like just like you shared, it's going to be different for everyone. And so what I want to talk about next is what does a day in the life of Kara look like? Um, kind of share what you do, how many hours you put in to work. And I know you travel a lot. So we're going to talk about that too. Yeah, definitely. So a day in my life, uh, that's a great question. It's always different. (laughs) And that's what I love. Like that's, that's what like I really value is breaking rules. It's like, I'm not one to have like a very strict like schedule that I follow to a T I'm very much like, I'm very intuitive. So I do what I feel like doing something that I'm strict about, like something that is more like 
always repeat it every single week is my coaching days. So I coach on Wednesdays and Thursdays. My day is fully open for coaching calls. My client have my calendar link and they book their calls every Wednesdays and Thursdays. So those are my coaching days. Um, then I have the rest of the week. So like Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, where it's like, really, what do I feel like doing today? So maybe I'll create content. Maybe I'll engage with people. Maybe I'll book a few connection calls, or maybe I'm going to send an email, or maybe I'm going to create a bonus training for my group program. So I have two days that are dedicated to coaching, and the rest is very flexible based on how I feel. Because I don't do well with structure. I don't do well with rules. So if I dedicate a full day, to content creation, I won't want to do it that day. Mm -hmm. So it has to be very like fluid. My schedule needs to be very fluid. Like if I feel like spending an afternoon on the beach, I'm going to do it because I can, right? So I'm very flexible with my schedule. Uh, But I do have some non-negotiables that I can talk about. Um, So I have the Lux method that I try to do every single day. So L stands for level up. So I'll do some sort of exercise that is going to help me level up. So that could be, like I said, reading a book, going for a walk, uh, watching a training, investing in myself, um, meditating, tapping. Like I'll do a little something that is going to help me level up. Uh, Then I have the U for ultimate transformational tools. So that stands for my favorite tools that I use in my business are uh, NLP. So neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, identity work, energy clearing. So I'll do some sort of technique to help me again, leveling up and just growing and programming my mind and my identity for success. Uh, The next is X for X factor. So I try to do something every day so I can be seen. So whether it's a post or talking on stories or doing a mini training or going live in my Facebook group, I'll do something that makes my X factor come out. So something that allows me to be seen by my audience. And then the last one is E for empowered sales. So I'm always selling without necessarily selling. Mm. So what I mean by that is, again, I'll be seen, like I'll invite people to book a call with me or to join my free masterclass or to sign up for my wait list or to actually buy my program. Like I'm always selling in some shape or form without it being pushy, sleazy, or gross or any of that. I make sales really fun, aligned, and with integrity. Mm-hmm. And when you first started, it probably wasn't that way. You, I know you said you hustled. How many hours do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I At first, I was working for sure, like 60 <laughs> to 90 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, but then the biggest breakthrough was when I found out that I didn't have to work this hard to make this. <laughs> yeah. like, that was the game changer. So how did you learn that? So I learned that by going on a trip to BC. So when COVID hit, I decided to, you know, plan a road trip. It was right after my NLP certification. Um, and I just went on a road trip and I started not working. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was not working for about a month. I was, you know, showing up for my calls that I had to show up for. But other than that, I was all about like, I was first of all driving like 40 hours. um, So I couldn't work. But I was all about play and fun and exploring and hiking and uh, trying out fun restaurants. And then at the end of the month, I was like, Oh, my gosh, I literally made more money 
and I work like not even half of what I would usually work. So that was a breakthrough for me. It was like, the more I have fun, the more I work on me, the more I grow as a person, the more I become magnetic, the more I attract clients. And I, I realized that I was, I had a financial thermostat, right? So I became a match for, let's say 20K months, regardless of what I'm doing, because mm-hmm. I, I, it's like that knowing that you're a match for it. Yeah, I definitely felt that this year. Like January was our biggest month, and it was also the month that I worked the least. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) This doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, It was crazy. I like, I was flying back and forth between home and where I was living in California. And I was like, this just doesn't make sense, but I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, So, what have like tactical or tactical? I can't speak now. Um, t- getting tactical, what are some things that you maybe have implemented in your business that has allowed you to work less and make more? Um, definitely the systems. So I definitely have been working a lot on the behind the scene, like my onboarding process. Um, like whenever, what happens when a client signs up or offboarding or, you know, getting more, uh, structured with my content that kind of stuff definitely helps save hours. And also, like I mentioned a bit before is like becoming a good leader. So having a team that can support me with things that I don't have to be doing. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. Systems is a huge, huge thing that not a lot of people talk about. Um, Or so that I've seen like coaches will say, oh, let's get you to make six figures. But then someone hits six figures and they're like, shoot, I don't have any of the systems to support uh, consistent growth. What is maybe, do you mind sharing like a maybe a system or a tip for someone to create a system, like how they could do that? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something that I like preach since day one. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to wait to get to a certain level to have the systems or to have the capacity or to have the foundation. You want to operate as if it's already yours. Mm -hmm. So if you want the six-figure business or if you want the multiple six-figure business, how does that look like? in terms of systems, in terms of backend, in terms of, you know, your team. And you want to start creating that now because that's what you will need to support your growth, right? So there's like sales systems. So like, what are you using to process like payments? You, you can have affiliate systems. You can have referral systems. You can have, you know, visibility systems. So a system is basically a, a, process that you can rinse and repeat and that you don't have to recreate every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, Other systems that are really helpful is automation. So what are steps that you can automate so that you don't have to go manually write the email or manually send the invoice or send the contract? Like what is a system that you can automate so that you are saving a few steps? Yeah, it's huge. And it helps you in the long run. I, I know me, I don't, I like the systems when they're set up and running smoothly. I don't like setting up the systems. I, they are not fun for me. (laughs) That's that's totally fine. And you can also outsource that part and you're definitely going to get a return on investment if you outsource that, right? Because once you have systems, it just makes your life so much easier. Yeah. And I will recommend like being, yes, you can outsource, but personally I would 
if you're going to be the CEO of your business, I would have a touch point on that because you want to know, you want to know what's going on inside your business. Um, you know, you want to just hand over your bank account to someone. Uh, (laughs) so I would, even if you don't like systems, if you're like me, I would definitely recommend still having a touch point, working with someone to create that system to have it make sense to you and your team members. Cause we all think differently. Yeah. Exactly. Like an online business manager or something where you can be involved in the creation of it, but just have the support with the integration of it all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So last question to start wrapping things up. What are some of the things that you feel have contributed to your success today? Like what are some big things that you feel um, that you couldn't have done without? Yeah, definitely. So I would say some of the biggest thing that contributed to my success was definitely the mentorship. So I've been investing in myself since day one. I've always, you know, had a one-on-one coach. I've always been in high level masterminds. I've always been invested in my growth. So I love learning. I love being a student of life. So I'm always investing in myself. And that is definitely such a huge factor as of why I experienced the success that I have. Um, so uh, investing in yourself is a huge one. I would say another factor is uh, learning to be my biggest cheerleader. I talk about that a lot. So like staying in my lane, not looking for validation, not seeking any approval, but really being so like dedicated to what it is that I want. And when your goal and your vision is so big, it doesn't matter the obstacles or the judgment or the people that are standing in your way, because if you're so passionate about it and it's such a important goal for you, you're going to find a way to, to achieve it. So I would say investing in myself and becoming my biggest cheerleader and not looking for validation or approval has definitely helped me get here today. Mm, yeah, those are two two really big ones. Um, I did I did miss a question, and this is probably going to be your favorite question. Uh, how do you travel so much and still run a successful business? Yes, I get that question all the time, and I love it. It's definitely been um, an ad- an adaptation. Like I had to learn how to not get FOMO while traveling, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's like you want to do all the things. And sometimes I was with people that were going to the beach, but I had to stay back and work. So it was definitely a learning curve. But now it's like I made it part of my lifestyle. So I don't even consider it traveling anymore. It's just like it's part of who I am. It's part of my lifestyle. It's like I get to work from different places. I get to explore the world. And my energy is like always changing and I love it. I'm always embracing a different environment and different energy, meeting different people. I've actually gotten so many clients from traveling. Uh, So it's definitely, it's like part of my identity now. It's part of my business. It's part of who I am. Um, So that's why it gets to be easy to travel and do it is because I blended it with my business. It's not like travel or work or travel and have fun. It's like travel, work and have fun all together. Mm -hmm. When you learn that, you know, you're going to get to where you're going to get to on your time. Yeah, and I think that's where FOMO comes in. Like, oh, everyone else is doing this and I need to catch up to their speed when 
really it's everything that will happen for you will happen for you at your time. And so when you look at it from that point, you can kind of sit back and be like, wow, I can actually take a step back and just enjoy life because I yeah. too fast. Yeah. And another point is I realize that the more I live, the more I have fun, the more I like I work on my vibe and my energy, the more I create success in my business. Mm -hmm. So like my 100K month, looking back, I, I never really thought about that. Now that you asked my the question, it just made me think of that is like I had just been living the best six weeks of my life. Like mm. I went to Greece, I went to Portugal, I went to Spain, I went on the most beautiful beaches. I barely worked. I was really like disconnected from my work. I was very in the present. Like I was living my best life. I was truly living to the fullest. Um, and then I got back and I worked and it's like almost, I had like this spike of energy and motivation and dedication to my work because the more I focus on me, the more I fill my cup first, the mm -hmm. more I have to give back. That's so good. When you take care of yourself, you can t then take care of others. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. Do you have any tips for someone wanting to travel while having a business or maybe they want to start a business like you so they can travel? Yeah, honestly, I know it's so easy to say, but just do it. Like yeah. just go all in and do it and be open to learning, be open to facing the challenges and be open to being resourceful and like find a skill. Like if you're starting from scratch, find a skill that you have or learn a skill that's profitable, right? So maybe you don't even know anything, just choose something that you're like, oh, you know what? I want to learn about social media and just dive in and learn about that and become the expert at that and take on a few clients and build on that and be open to pivoting so many times, right? Because I had no clue I would be a, you know, multiple six-figure business coach when I started my business and it happened much faster than I would have ever ever expected. So I would say start with what you have or learn something that's profitable and go all in, be open to learning the lessons and go in for a, a hell of a ride, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. A hell of a roller coaster, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And definitely invest in yourself, like get support. There's so many people out there that can help you. Um, and you know, yes, sometimes it's scary to put a lot of money down, but it's asking yourself, like, how much is it costing you to not do it? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you can have the life that you dream of, let's say you want to travel the world and have a successful business, think of that reality. And how much is that worth to you? Right. Because yes, you might put in some money at the beginning to learn to build it, but it's going to come back to you like so many times. Um, so for me, it's always been a no brainer to invest in myself. And I invested like $15,000 before I even started making money. But mm -hmm. I, I knew that failure was not going to happen. Like my success was a non-negotiable and I did everything I could to make it happen. So if you have that drive, if you have that ambition, if you have that vision and you're a go-getter and you're going to do whatever it takes and you just have that deep feeling inside of you that this is meant to be my reality. Like I'm not meant to be at a nine to five. I want to travel. I want to impact. I want to have a successful business. If you have that feeling inside of you, you have it for a reason. Yeah, you can always teach a skill, but you can't teach personality and you can't teach drive. That's how I have always seen it. Like, yeah. I, I think you either have the grit or you don't because you got to have grit to be in to start a business. That's for sure. 
that, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So where is Kara going? Where, where do you see this going in the future? What's like your big. Yeah, that's a great question. I love that so much. Um, well, I definitely see myself continuing to travel for a while. Um, so I, you can expect to see me all over the world. <laughs> And just living her best life. Yeah. And I, I just really want to scale my impact. So I am looking at ways to really build a legacy. Like I, I would want to have a nonprofit. I'd want to have uh, like speaking events. I want to host more in-person stuff. I really want to have that big impact. So that's definitely something I'm looking into uh, a way to really bring, um, you know, powerful women together and create something really incredible together. So that is something that I'm also brainstorming right now. I love that. I definitely see you doing that. The next, <laughs> the next, uh, I don't want to say pays be brave, but you know, that's yeah, going to be yeah. your stage. <laughs> For sure. Yes. I'm definitely looking into stuff like that. I would absolutely love to do, um, you know, in-person events, speaking workshops, big retreats, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. So excited for you. I've really enjoyed watching your journey and just continue to look forward to see you grow. Thank you so much. It's so awesome how it all started. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and stay in touch for all these years. And yeah, your journey has been really beautiful to watch as well. So I'm excited for us. (laughs) Yes. Cheers to us. (laughs) Um, so where, where can everyone find you? So they can find me on Instagram. So at Kara Fillion on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and yeah, I would love to connect with you guys there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for coming on. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yes. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, we will. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.